Welcome to Lessons in Life, and today we're going to dig in a little deeper into the um, law of liberty and the laws of mind, and understanding that uh, philosophy, philosophy is an opinion, philosophy is a perception, it's someone's perception on what knowledge is and how it works and, you know, the study of that and so, you know, you could say, I'm a philosopher, or I'm a teacher, and it's my philosophy, my perception, that this is the way to live life, you know, and I base that upon my experience, and the uh, things that I've read and seen, you know, I've experienced these things, and now I can look at it and see, in my mind, this is how it works. So, a philosophy is a perception. You don't follow someone's philosophy. You listen to their philosophy and you take the nuggets from what they're saying and dig into it yourself. And then you create your own philosophy on how to live life. So one of the things uh, to understand is, you know, you're flipping the way you see life from objective to subjective. So this means treating everyone like, you know, you want to be treated, which is you're going to treat them like a king and queen. When you walk into the room, you assume they're, they're just the absolute best no matter what. And please sit in my best chair. Please let me pour you a whiskey, you know, out of my best whiskey. You know, it, please. It's not that I think you're better than me, okay? No, I just think you're the best, and this is how I would want to be treated if I were in someone's home. So I treat you that way, you know, and I, I can get, I, it's my home. I can get the stuff later. Here, you're here for just this hour. Let me give you the best I can give you while you're here. That's me. That's my philosophy. Okay? And uh, Genghis Khan would call that the law of hospitality. You know, you, you meet people with an open mind. That was his philosophy. That was his perception. That was his golden rule. You know, you don't treat anyone except as their your equal, you know, and deserve respect. And you, you don't knock them before you ever met him, you know, my goodness. And you did, well, he sh he'd show you what that felt like. Thank <laughs> you, cool, man. Thank you. Cool. So each teacher each mystic, whatever you want to call them, um, reads stuff and then tries to apply that and then they learn these laws of mind. 
and they want to spread the word. Okay, and spread that knowledge. And what ends up happening a lot of times, if you notice, the philosophy then becomes an ism. And now you're praising and giving power to the person who lived life this way and shared it. You know, for example, Neville Goddard, his philosophy was to uh, live using the law of liberty and revision, the law of perpetual transmutation, to get everything you want in life. You know, and, and you'll build up your um, faith, your trust in the human imagination that it will become assumption. You won't even do any techniques like sats or lullaby. You will just know that your word does not come back to you void. You claim it and you go on. And that you uh, watch your responses. He was willing to do that and dick with all the details that come involved in that because the law of liberty is supposed to save you. That's why it's called the law of liberty. Liberty means freedom, salvation. Okay? It's the law of liberty. And the reason why you have to be very specific about what you want is you're freeing yourself. Okay? From a pickle. You're in jail. I want out of jail. I don't want to sleep here in this cot, in this jail. I want to be at home in my bed. Okay. You know, I can't be crying and moaning and groaning and saying, please God, let me get home. You know, that ain't going to work. Okay? You got to be calm and relaxed like you're not in trouble. <laughs> you can go to God. Yeah, I'm in trouble. I don't want to be here. I want to be there. Okay. You went straight to Dad. Okay? You closed off your consciousness by going to silence and then you imagined your end you're in that bed you're laying down in that bed you feel the mattress you feel the pillow you smell the candle that has been burning you know you you are home okay with your familiar things around you you're walking through your house, your apartment, whatever, and touching your couch and, you know, sitting on it. You're at home. You're not in jail. Okay. And then the next morning they drop charges, let you go. Who knows? Who cares? You got home. And it all worked out perfectly. Okay. This, this is how the law of liberty is to be used. Now, yeah, you can follow Neville's philosophy, you know, and do that, but recognize that it was his perception, and you're following his perception, and, and you're making it your own. Well, you know, I did what Neville did, and it worked perfectly, just like he said. So, yeah, for me, this is the only way for it to be. You can't go around telling everybody, Neville's way is the only way. This is the only way. This is Neville's way. 
you know, that's, you're, you've taken it too far, and now Neville's become your god, and you've turned it into an ism, you know, and that's no good for anybody, not much less you. So, you know, it's important to understand how we take it too far, so that you recognize that when, if you try to do that, because we all do it to an extent. For example, um, you dislike uh, a behavior, and uh, so you may think, uh, for example, if you're seeing life objectively, someone who is confident may make you think they're arrogant. And if you keep seeing them that way, eventually it becomes, you know, he's he's not just arrogant, he's narcissistic, you know. And now you're you're taking it too far. Now it's gonna start really getting ugly. You know, he thought it was bad before, it's gonna get ugly, you know, and you're judging. No, he's confident. He's confident. There's nothing wrong with being confident in yourself. And most people go too far the other way in an effort to prove that they're not arrogant. You know, and then they end up being the person who gets everybody wipes their feet on. You know, bullshit. Pardon my French. Calling it what it is. You know, no. You be confident, they be confident. You think for yourself, they think for themselves. They have a God in their heart guiding them too. Don't you worry about it. If it's wrong-headed thinking, well, God will let them know. That's how you get the spankings, facing your judgments. You know, if it's you, you have to deal with it. You know, but you don't exert justice or punishment against others because yours is not the consciousness involved. It's not in charge. God is. Okay, and if you think that way, that's judging, and you take it too far, then here it comes. You know, for example, uh, you get a bunch of people in there who think crime isn't crime. That's just what they do. You know, you gotta you gotta see it that way. No, crime is crime. Okay, and they have to be taught. And without discipline, the child becomes spoiled. You know, a little spoiled brat. And you see this, for example, in San Francisco. They refuse to prosecute uh, shoplifting charges under $1,000. So they just go in the stores and rob them blind for under a grand at a time. You know, each person grabs $900 worth of stuff. They're a gang of 10. You know, the stores are closing there because they can't afford to stay there. Now, who got helped? Who, who, who are you helping? You know, you're forcing everybody to move away because you don't deal with those who represent those thoughts and you're not helping them have a change of mind. And how do you have a change of mind? Pain and suffering. You're a human. You were the created, you know. You have to learn through pain and suffering. Otherwise, you're very complacent. It all's nice and wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> no reason to change. 
Well, the change comes when you've had enough pain and suffering. You know, it starts off being confident. And if you continue to see life objectively, it does become arrogance. Now you're sniffing your farts. Now it becomes narcissistic. You know, they just can't do without me. You know, and you'll find out. Yes, they can. You know, the world's going to keep turning, whether you're there or not. Okay, they'll, they'll find somebody else. There's always somebody else. And there's always another job. And there's always more opportunities. That's just, it's infinite. It's infinite. And you don't let that stuff bother you. Oh, well, I know something better's on the way. You know, and it, it ends up falling into your lap while you're looking for it. Okay, you're looking for that job. And then you go out to dinner and you bump into some guy and your drink spills all over him and now you're, oh, I'm sorry, let me give you some money so you can take that to the cleaners and I'm really sorry about that. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. No, 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 I, I did this. You know, my name's Rita. There's my phone number. Oh, well, thanks, Rita. You know, how wonderful. Let me buy you a drink. I should buy you a drink. Oh, come on. Okay. You know, and before you know it, you're finding out that he does things that you've been wishing were available to you and now you have them available to you through this person, through this accidental meeting. And that's how it works. <laughs> okay? Because it's not your will being done. It's God's will being done. He's mirroring what you believe okay and he's gonna give it to you but he's not gonna give it to you if you're obsessed with it because then he's just spoiling you and you can't do that you have to appreciate what you get you have to love it you know and you'll get more of it you're grateful and you love it you know it just grows and grows and grows and grows you know, you stop judging it. Stop judging the world. That's you judging yourself. Looking for, you know, less than somewhere. And it's only because you were raised to be that way, you know. And you can't help that. That's the story. But we're the generation that sets up the next generation. We're busting out of here. And that generation is going to have writing right this on their hearts. And they're not going to have this pain and suffering we have. Okay? It's going to start being a part of everyone in humanity. And this is part of the autism. There, it, That's an ism. Okay? It, it, it's just, they just don't understand what's happening. So, you know, they tell us that um, autism is a pervasive development disorder or a mental disorder characterized by inability to engage in normal social interactions and intense self-absorption and usually accompanied by other you know, symptoms such as language dysfunctions and repetitive behavior. Uh, behavior showing an abnormal level of absorption with one's own thoughts and disregard for external realities. 
all these children that they don't talk about hardly at all. It's like one in every 300 are, uh, are diagnosed with autism. That is objective man's way of saying they're children of God. They're, they're using the consciousness in their hearts so they're within a lot more than they're without. And as such, they only want to focus on the things that they love and want to do. And they want very little interaction with the, the rest of you guys. Because they're already part of the next um, way of thinking. Which is, of course, the light bearer. I'm going to do this. I want to meet people who do that. You know, that's when they really start to shine. Is when they start to be introduced to people and doing things uh, that they love to do. So if they love to draw and do cartoons, tell stories like that, they would, you know, enjoy being um, part of a comic book club or, you know, whatever resonates with them. You can get them to meet maybe a an art teacher or uh, whatever to help them develop. Because the social interactions are minimal, they uh, hence have social uh, behavioral problems because they're unsure of themselves in the objective world because they really do see life subjectively and they just don't know how to deal with it. Okay, they already see life subjectively and they're not going to change. And there's nothing wrong with that. The world will be a great place when we all have a bunch of Forrest Gumps in charge. You know, it really will. And they're amazing and beautiful and wonderful and brilliant in their own way. God's watching over them the whole way. They don't doubt it. They go with their heart. He knew what love was, and that's what he did. He loved to run, he ran. When his heart told him run, he ran. You know, never let him down. You know, never. Did he have heartbreak? Yes. Because he didn't know how to deal with that objective world love. You know, but he got it all in the end. Maybe it wasn't forever. But it kind of was. They had a child together. And that child. That child was beautiful. He listened to his father. Before he listened to anybody else. Because his father knew how to love. He knew how to err on the side of love. He knew how to speak for love. For God. That's what these children are. They are the word of God. Come to life. The story is ending. And a new chapter is beginning. It's all good. You know, um, they're the most beautiful things in the world. These children that they've labeled autistic. The ones who get frustrated and angry and stuff think about the environment they're in. You know, and how did the people around them deal with the objective world? Okay. They, they deal with it as little as possible. That is their wish. Okay, and that came early on. <laughs> so no, God's in their heart. And he's closer and close. This one doesn't listen to his monkey mind. 
He listens to God, and that's to be encouraged. But he also needs help in understanding. You always err on the side of love, never stop. And even when things happen that hurt, that hurt will go away because love will come fill it back up. Always. It will always work out. There are nothing but lovely people in the world. And they will come and help you. And yes, there's a few rascals. You know, but you don't let them hurt you. You laugh at them. And the ones you love will come. So I hope this helps. You know, it's just so many beautiful children and they're so brilliant and they're they don't talk about them and, and they're they're the children of the sun they're beautiful you know they're magnificent and I've met so many of them and you know and this one will be brilliant with artwork and that one will be brilliant with wanting to make cartoons and this one brilliantly just writes and writes and writes you know, and gets real pissy when you don't let them write. <laughs> and they all get real pissy when you don't let them go do their creative work for, you know, about two and a half hours a day. And just because we think that's abnormal, it's not. There is no normal. That's just a perception. So understand that you know a philosophy is a perception and it's not to be um, given a godlike status you pick out what works for you and um, study the source which is the old testament and study the addendum to that which is the new testament they only started calling it the old testament when the new testament arrived the old testament's not a testament it's the torah you know, it, it's it's the law. It's the law of being. It's what we're doing here. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being you.